Welcome to another edition of the Money Mitch Effect. I'm your host, Mitch Michaels, and thank you for joining today's show on this May 30th, where we discuss a lot. There's a long discussion with George Pinozzi in front of the show, Tennis Channel co-worker of mine, talking about the French Open in great detail. It's gone on for a couple days now. Most everybody has played their first-round matches We've got some second-round matches uh, coming up, and we're going to predict who's going to win each tournament. We also talk a little hoops with how the Warriors and Cavs were able to prevail in a pair of Game 7s. That's coming up about an hour of a discussion with George Pinozzi, but I want to take the time off the top of the podcast to talk about the Stanley Cup playoffs because we're going to talk hockey later in the week, but I couldn't get enough of what I saw in Game 1. wanted to share a few thoughts with you before we get into the Pinozzi and George Pinozian interview. Game one, if you made it through that 45-minute introduction where it felt like 45 minutes, the pre-ice ceremony, which wasn't cool. It was entertaining. It was something. Definitely Vegas out. Chris Angel, Little John, Blue Man Group, Michael Buffer. There was a castle ice jousting. It was uh, Fantasia on ice, to say the least. But, look, the game itself, 10 goals scored in total. There hadn't been, you know, I think it had been eight years or so since there's been that many goals in a game one to get the series going. So the pace is phenomenal. I don't expect Holtby and Florida to both have bad games. If you're the Capitals, you've got to feel like you kind of let one go because you got Florida to have his worst game of the playoffs by far. And and neither goalie played abnormally bad. Some some obviously they'd like to have back all goalies do, but the rebound control, especially for Holtby, was not good. Flurry wasn't stealing uh, stealing goals like he had been just playing average, which is still very, very good. But Vegas turning defense into offense like a fast break team, like when you watch a basketball series and you see a team that plays with pace get a rebound in a basketball game and then just push it with everybody running, that's what the Vegas Knights do. It helped them win. Their fourth line was uh, was phenomenal. No second Reeves scoring goals. Reeves in back-to-back games. Ryan Reeves. I just, not Brian Reeves, big country, not uh, – not anybody else. It was Ryan Reeves, Nozak with two, the empty net goal on the game winner. And he was a guy that Gallant just trusted down the stretch. They're, they're rolling four lines, which if you follow hockey, usually they, they don't play the depth lines as much, especially late in games. And, and the Knights just, just keep coming. I do think the Capitals played well. Ovechkin didn't have his best game. And I think that game two, this is a team that's dealt with adversity. They were down two games. They lost two games at home to Columbus in the first round. Battled back and, and won four straight. They were down uh, in the series. No, I think they were tied. They were tied against the Penguins, but they lost game one. Yeah, they lost game one and came back fine, won that series in six, and then having to win game six and seven with Holpe pitching shutouts in both of those games against the Lightning. So I think they'll bounce back. Oh, she had a good game. John Carlson in a contract summer as what it is for him. He's playing pretty well. Uh, and having that goal, which was a nice one as well. I think the Capitals will be fine. I didn't have a problem with the Wilson hit in terms of suspendable. Two minutes, interference, away from the play. You can't look at a gif in hockey. You can't look at just a slow-mo clip because that's going to look bad every time. It's going to look horrible at every time. The hit was late, but I would not say suspendable or even major penalty. I like Marchessault. Oh, he's the heart and soul of that team. The Panthers just basically... Made a huge gaff and a couple, two huge gaffs go on getting away and then March or so. But, you know, you shouldn't really be staring down your pass that much. You leave yourself in a vulnerable position. Wilson kind of got away with it. Just like Reeves got away with a cross check at Carlson before that goal. 
it's amazing what they let you get away with in the Stanley Cup. Like, it is prison rules out there. And I get it. They're not going to call the ticky-tack stuff. No ref out there wants to be the one that calls just the powder puff penalty leading to a goal. But, man, they're letting them play. It is getting very physical and very violent out there. The Knights have a good first line. They have a good power play. Like, see the Capitals clear the puck out of the zone. Devontae Smith-Pelly, who's had a really good playoffs, Puck's got to get out of the zone on the game-winning goal. He knew it. He, he Everybody knew it. Um, I think he'll bounce back. Both these teams are resilient. So I think we'll see some really good hockey going forward. And I still do like the Capitals in seven games in this series. I don't think Ovechkin lets them lose game two. And and Kuznetsov as well, who's leading this, the whole playoffs in scoring. The Capitals found their mojo in offense uh, in the later stages of the Tampa Bay series. I think they'll be okay here. But Vegas, you cannot doubt how improbable this story is and how fast they play. No outcome, I said before this series started, would shock me. Vegas has momentum. I just can't see this series being quick, as great as Vegas has played. I don't think the Caps will roll over and die. I still like Caps in seven, but hey, Vegas has been proving me wrong all year. What's one more series? So everybody get ready for game two. Should be a... Uh, should be a bar burner, maybe a bloodbath. We'll see what happens there. Tom Wilson plays a very important role for his team. We'll see if Vegas tries to get physical with him or if they take it out on the scoreboard. And how this game is called as well. If uh, Wilson or other Capitals take penalties, that can result in a Vegas Golden Knight goal. So it's a very fascinating series as well. Game two in Vegas should be lit. They had a scavenger hunt in Las Vegas for two tickets. People running red lights. <laughs> On the strip, getting into brawls, everyone thought that a cheater won. So, hey, it's Vegas, it's hockey, great addition to the league. Can't wait to see it. One of these franchises will have their first Stanley Cup, the Capitals long-suffering, or Vegas in their first year. And with that, it is time to start the show. This is the Money Mitch Effect, George Pinozian to talk tennis and some hoops, the French Open, Roland Garros 2018. Let's hear what George has to say. Money Mitch Effect, show starts right now. All right, Money Mitch Effect, time to talk about the French Open on this episode. Right before we were going to do this, I did want to bring up the fact that the French Open has already started, but I think it's kind of good to have a few matches in the books to discuss and break down. George Pinozian, friend of the show, Tennis Channel co-worker, and the CEO, president of Sweet and Hollow Desserts. <laughs> Whatever the title may be, George Pinozian's uh, here. Thanks for joining the show. I just George. consider myself a baker. A baker, a front man. That's, a dancer. that's all it is. Yeah, okay. That's all it is. Just a baker. <laughs> just, and uh, just and the baby kid, Jordy. Just just the kid from Burbank who's a baker. You know, small town boy. Just a small town boy. But George, <laughs> thanks for joining the show. We're going to talk about the French Open. A lot of tennis to get to. We did this a little different, as I mentioned. Not an official preview because some of the matches have started, but everybody, with the exception of Simona Halep, has played their first-round match. There's been some rain, which is to be expected in Paris, but 2018 French Open, and I can honestly say right from the jump, I'm way more excited about the women's draw than the men's. Uh, I mean, yeah, definitely. I think, uh, of course, with all the big names of, like, Maria Sharapova, Azarenka, I mean, I know she already lost, but Azarenka being back and and Halla being in strong form and out in Serena, and it's 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 definitely it's an exciting time in women's tennis, and it hasn't been like this for a while. And I think 
everything of the whole everything's revolved around Serena, so it's like it's 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 pretty good to see her back, I think. And um, yeah, I'm I'm happy to see the women's game somewhat interesting again because it's it's been a while to be honest. Well, it's flipped, right? Because the women's game was dominated by Serena. There weren't really many contenders. It would take it would have taken basically a fluke the last couple of years, a major upset for her not to win. Yeah. And now the men's game's got that with Nadal with no Fed for clay court season and a lot of the other contenders really struggling. We'll get to the men's game in a bit, but I do want to start with the women's game. You mentioned her, Serena Williams. She competing now in her first Grand Slam since she took her maternity leave in Australia after Australia of last year where she won the Australian Open. And she gets her first match win in straight sets over Kristina Pliskova, KP2 as a lot of people are calling her, not the good Pliskova, but she beats her in straight sets. George, I I watched this match, and I don't really think it answered many questions at all. It was a good performance that she was able to win a match, but Pliskova isn't the competition that she's going to need to play to farewell against to win anything and to make a deep run. And Pliskova wasn't able to move her. So I think that's the true test. I still need to see if she can move today, answer none of those questions. I think the jury's still out. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it, it, it's it's good that she was able to play somebody with a, with the caliber of Christina, KP2, as you like to call it. Because <laughs> yeah. she, she, she needs like a couple of easier matches early on to kind of get her confidence back and to kind of get her back into rhythm. So I think it's it's key that she's playing some of these weaker players um, Well, personally. This is it, though, because her next match is with Ash Barty, who's a 17 seed, and then it's Julia Gurgis, who's an 11 seed. And then, you're, I mean, you're at that point, you're off and running. She's either, either going to get Pliskova or Sharapova, depending on what happens. There was a lot of talk about whether or not she needed to have her Seating seated protected, a lot of drama over whether or not these tournaments, which they did give her a wild card, but should they have given her a seed? How do you feel about that? Do you think she should have still had a seed, being number one when she walked away to give birth? Well, I mean, it's it's an interesting topic that that should have been uh, probably talked about a long time ago, and not just now, because Serena definitely has a point, and especially in the women's game, and for being a woman and having to or, you know, wanting to conceive a, a child and it's something a lot of women, it's an accomplishment for them. So it's very important for them to do that. And at some point, if they do do that, it's going to be, they want to come back in the game. So, and I completely understand where Serena is coming from. And I, I don't think it's it's really fair. And I think that the Tennis Federation should look into it and see if they can maybe make a change for that, for the women. Yeah, and, and I think it's important to clarify. I think that is it is something worth considering. I think the clarification isn't that she'd be number one. That's not what anybody's saying. It's that she would get, quote-unquote, a seed, that she would get one of the seeding slots so that she avoids... Yeah, so maybe you don't... Exactly. So you don't make it where when she comes back, she takes back her old ranking, but for tournaments, she should be seeded, I, I guess I should say. But then who who calls the, who makes her seeding? The tournament? Yeah, well, that, that's where it gets tricky. It's a random draw, but they'd have to basically slot her in at probably, what, the 32 seed, like the last seeded spot. That would be well, That might help her still a little. Yeah. The big issue that with that, because... yeah, but the big issue with that is, and this is the part of it I don't like, they're letting tournaments decide themselves, so there's no consistency. The French Open could have done it. They just chose not to. The rule doesn't say 
you get it or you don't get it. It says each tournament has the right to give you a seed, protect it if, they, if you want. And that's the problem I have. There really isn't any consistency there. Yeah, so, I mean, hopefully that they look into it and uh, they can do something now, George, uh, for the women's side. I mean, what about the men's side? What yeah. do you do there? <laughs> well, They're going to start complaining about it too. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what the equivalent of giving birth is on the men's side. Um, Charles Barkley well, said I mean, once it was playing. Well, I mean, I'm talking about lengthy injuries. No, I know. injuries, you know? Well, I think injuries is different. Injuries, you don't get your protected ranking. This is a specific to women, you know, birth being yeah. a thing in general. Uh, as Charles Barkley once said, it's no different than playing basketball on a sprained ankle. But I think he was joking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, there's nothing, George, on the That's women's crazy. game. There's nothing more, you know, similar to what's happened, the unpredictability of it, than the winner of last year's tournament going out in the first round. But... Is Ostapenko going to be snake bitten now for the next uh, couple years? Like it seems like a lot of new Grand Slam champions are. She started out kind of good, got to the final of Miami, yeah. but losing in the first round at the tournament she won at the French Open that can't be yeah. good for her psyche. Oh no! I mean, and her ranking points definitely going to take a big dip <laughs> there. Yeah. But um, it's unfortunate because she's a you know she's a power hitter and she's she was fun to watch you know when she's at her best and. And it would have been a little more interesting to see her at least make it a little deeper in the tournament to see what she could have done if she maybe faced a better player. But it's, you know, it's just, it was all nerves. She had, like, I believe over 50 unforced errors, kept double faulting. It, it's just like, it's just young, inexperienced, I guess I should say inexperienced nerves, even though she's won a slam, she's still pretty inexperienced. Can I, uh, and this was also Azarenka's section, Venus Williams lost first round. That was all in the same section, section five of the women's draw. Let me read you some names here, George. Kozlova, Siniakova, Makarova, Strakova, Putinseva, Brady, Martich, and Wang. One of those is going to be a quarterfinalist. <laughs> wow. And only Strakova is, is at 26. So there it is. There's the... There's the unknown factor in women's tennis. Every year there's at least one contender in these Grand Slams that comes out of nowhere. I guess that's what makes it kind of fun, though, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, George Spinoza, Money Mitch Effect, I want to get your thoughts on this. Who do you think right now is, let's say, the favorite, whether it's your pick or just right now around in for everybody but hell up on the women's side, who do you think should be considered the favorite? Because... As crazy as it is, Serena Williams was 3-1 to one on a lot of betting sites to win this tournament. I think that's a little premature, but who do you think should be considered the yeah. favorite? Yeah, I mean, Serena 3-1 to one is absurd. In my mind, she's like 10-1, to one, seriously. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she... she it's, it, the clay is too difficult of, right. uh, to come back like uh, physically for, for any player, and let alone for Serena. Um, but anyways, I think... Uh, I mean, Halep it, it definitely has to be one of the favorites because she seems to be pretty consistent in, in in the last few Grand Slams as far as for making it deep or at least making it to the final. I know she hasn't won one yet, but, you know, she's definitely she's uh, kept her ground and at least being consistent and making it deep. So I think she would be the favorite, but I really like uh, Svitolina. I think she has a pretty easy draw. And um, she might only have to face Osaka or Keys. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I mean, I don't really, I can't really, I don't really see anybody else in, in her side of the group that is a huge threat. Yeah. So yeah. I think, I think she has a good chance. 
That's interesting. I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but you did name two players that haven't won Grand Slams before, and I think one of the prop bets, we always like to look at those things. I think it's probably 50-50, right, that whether someone who's won a Grand Slam versus someone who hasn't is going to win a major. Yeah. Because you just named two favorites, and I agree, they are they should be yeah. considered favorites, but they've never won a title before at the Grand Slam level. Yeah. I want, uh, Do you know what the uh, odds are for Svitolina? She was the second favorite. Um, second, okay. Yeah, she was. I think right in that three to one Serena level. Uh, it, it help was the prohibitive okay. favorite, then Serena and Svitolina, yeah. and then it dipped off quite a bit. Um, yeah, there's some interesting odds here. I'm going to pull that up in a second. But one of the ones at the start of the tournament, Petra Kvitova, twenty to one. Now she's coming off of a Madrid title, and she has the most wins on tour this year. Match wins. I know a lot of that doesn't mean anything in terms of, it shouldn't say mean anything, but doesn't mean everything. But she's a good player, and she's got Grand Slam success, albeit on on the grass courts. 20 to 1 is a very good bargain, I should say. Yeah, definitely should have jumped on that one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'll I'll give you another, uh, another, I'll say, Sleeper, and I don't even know if she's considered a sleeper, but somebody that I'm not talking that I don't think a lot of people are talking about in terms of Wozniacki. who can win this tournament. No, I mean, then Wozniacki, not taken no. away from her, but her style is you know defense oriented. I think she needs some breaks in the draw to go her way. How about Caroline Garcia, the seven seed? Mm. Also French, also I would say a style that that could translate well on the clay is a grinder. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking that she could be a sleeper, and she sits. Let me check her odds out right now at twenty to one yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean she plays. <laughs> so, oh wow! Yeah, wow. And you know she, I mean she has Halep on her side of the draw, but she she still has a pretty easy path to the quarterfinal. I think so. She might have to maybe get past Kerber if she can. Yeah. She can even make it there. Now, Kerber, but, we know Kerber is up and down, and I just don't know that Clay is her best surface. I know she has no. titles there, but I just don't see that as maybe her best surface. Um, we should probably go section by section before we make our projections here, but we mentioned Section 5 being just crazy in terms of all the upsets. Section 1, help. we haven't even seen her play yet, but that's a pretty mm-hmm. pretty easy section. Like You'd have to say that if she doesn't make the quarterfinals, it's a major choke, right? Yeah. I definitely. I mean, <laughs> she has Townsend, Maddox, Sands, Petkovic, oh, just to make it to the round of sixteen. <laughs> then, yeah. uh, I mean, that's crazy. And then, yeah, I mean, the only other players, I guess, it would be Kerber, Gavrilova. I mean, Gavrilova's not yeah. even gonna make it that far. She always chokes. So yeah, Kerber would be the. I don't even know. Yeah, Kerber is. In yeah, section. Kerber would be the only one. Yeah, yeah, that would be the quarterfinal matchup, either Kerber or Garcia, and and that looks like it's okay. a showdown. We don't really know, but. But Burton's is the other one, too. It would be Burton's Kerber in the third round. I'm really looking forward. I hope that match happens. Burton's has been playing very mm-hmm. well. Yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be interested. We'll see what happens over there. Another player as we go to the third section, and this is just if you win your section, you get to the quarterfinal, George Muguruza, the 2016 yeah. French Open champ, the three seed. Pretty, pretty clear sailing until... May, I mean, you could argue until the quarterfinal, but we don't know what's going to be what with Coco Vandeweghe. She's the X factor in a lot of tournaments, but she's played well on clay recently. Started the season off was dreadful, 
And that's somebody that I would have no faith in betting for or against, right? Like it would just terrify you one way or the other, her inconsistency. Yeah, it's a, yeah I mean, it's a coin flip with her, I mean, especially on clay. I don't think uh, clay is her best surface at all, so I, I don't really look at Van de Wey as, as a threat really in this tournament, but I would love to see her. I love her game, and she's a she's a exciting player just because of her passion for the game and yeah, I, I'm a fan. Yeah, similar DNA to like a Nick Kyrgios, right? Because when she gets deep yeah. in the tournament, she can. I mean, she's beaten Mugu in a Grand Slam before in the Australian Open. Like, I feel like if she, yeah. it, she's more likely to get tripped up early if she can get a full head of steam. And we'll see what happens. Um, and I mean, the, Muguruza. Yeah, she. Hopefully, it'll be nice to see her uh, make it to the finals. There's no better section than the fourth one. It's the Serena one. Serena Barty, Gurgis is probably going to be waiting for in the third round. You're also looking at a plisk of a Sharapova showdown in the third yeah, round. Yeah, no, there's I mean, stacks this it, side of the draw. <laughs> it's exciting. And I want to talk about Maria for a second because she's starting to, I, I'm not going to say she's back, but she's starting to resemble a Grand Slam champion. It, she's had some good matches. She's lost some, some drama-filled matches, but... Do you think she's at a point now where she can make a run and get out of this section, or do you think the draw, her her fitness might not be there? Yeah, I don't think her fitness is there yet. I mean, even today she was pushed to three sets against Hogan Comp, but I mean, it, I, I think uh, I mean she plays Donna Vekic next round, so that's not even an easy, really easy match. And then, like you said, she'll play Pliskova the next round. I, I don't. I don't think it's looking good for Sharapova. You know, I, the, I can't you, see her. I can't see her getting past Vekic and Pliskova. You know, Vekic is the highest-rated player in her relationship right now. <laughs> <laughs> is yeah. she? Stan's going to drop 150 points when the French Open ends because he was a finalist last year. He's um, going to be maybe out of the top 200. Top 200? Yeah, he had no other points really to defend except this French Open, and he made the final oh and he lost gosh. first round. So Donna's ahead of him for the first time since they've been dating, uh, I would assume. But right. There must be, must be some tension. Probably the, yeah, the dominance. Them. There's a new alpha in the room. But, no, I think exactly. Sharapova's a bad match. I think Puskova's a bad matchup for Sharapova. Big serve can dictate play. Maria can't just get by and being the stronger player like she can do for a lot of other matches. And I think she beats Vekic, but Pliskova, I mean, Safarova, the country mate, maybe could trip up Pliskova, but she's had some success on clay. If we do get Serena and Pliskova, I can't see Serena doing it. Like, I could, you can talk me into Serena getting by Barty and maybe shocking Gurgis, although I'd probably pick Gurgis in that one, coin flip. I can't see Pliskova. Like that's fourth round. I think's the end of the line, and I don't think that's mm-hmm. a bad result for Serena if that's where she goes out. No, I agree. Yeah, I think uh, she should set that as a goal, and uh, just definitely try and uh, get fit again to compete a little deeper. Yeah, and I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe the cat suit's uh, here to stay. I- I'm not. I'm not really maybe. sure. Maybe if she wins the tournament, she might not never take it off again. No, we <laughs> maybe not. We mentioned uh, the Keys Osaka Svitolina matchup. I think Svitolina. I mean, I think Keys Osaka in the third round could be great. I know you were on the wrong side of uh, of a gambling outcome that involved uh, Osaka and Keys a few years ago. 
and maybe the tide will turn this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've uh I, I don't bet anymore. I retire, so No, that's not yeah. uh ever that was a devastating one though. I, I remember. So I mean I will forever probably hate Osaka for a little while until Keys until she wins a bet for me. Keys isn't But Keys is not is pretty bad too. <laughs> I'm, yeah, she beats Vickery in the first round, but she hasn't played much this year. Hasn't played well no. really at all this year. No, I think Osaka would be the betting favorite, even though she's eight seats lower. Like if they match up in the third round, I, I really think Osaka is going to be the favorite in that matchup, as she should be, given winning Indian Wells this year uh, and, and potentially being a threat to go to a quarterfinal if she can, you know, have a good match against Fidelina. The yeah, yeah. Well, I'm with you on that. Do you think seat seven or section seven is very interesting to me because we have Kavitova, who's looked pretty well. Not a lot of names at the top, other than maybe a showdown with Sloan Stevens. Sloan's, uh, <laughs> I talked about Coco Vandeweghe being inconsistent. What do we make of Sloan Stevens? Because she's all over the place. Yeah, I mean, even impressive 6-2, 6 level win in the first round. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> making a statement. And she doesn't really, like, yeah, she just really has to possibly play Kavitova in the round of 16. But, um yeah, I mean, it would be nice to, to see her be a little consistent because she's been atrocious after winning her first Grand Slam. So um, uh, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the, the, with the clay, honestly, and anything is possible. And there's, it's very hard to predict winners in the clay court tournament unless your name is Rafael Nadal. On the men's side. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Sloan's a little mental. I mean, Indian Wells. I mean, she wasn't <laughs> locked in, and she gets basically hit off the court in her match she lost there early round. And then in Miami, she wins the whole thing the next tournament. So both premier events, two different outcomes. If she's locked in early, she can maybe beat anybody in this tournament. But will she be every single match? It's a tough task on the clay. But she's looked good early, and Sloan versus Kvitova would be a very good matchup for sure. George, that final section is uh, another interesting one. I do think that Wozniacki, the 2C, got a favorable draw. Daria Kazakina is somebody to keep an eye on. I think she's got Grand Slam major potential. Is it this year? Probably not, but she's got to look like a future future superstar in this game, right? Given her success at a young age. Yeah, definitely. And to be to be ranked uh, to be seated 14 in this tournament is a uh, an accomplishment uh, to her, definitely. Um, but hey, she has she possibly has to play. Carlos Suarez Navarro, so don't don't sleep on CSN. <laughs> hey, or, or Sakari, or or the Greek the Greek freak of the women's Greek. tennis. Yeah, yeah, Sakari and and Tsitsipas, whatever the other guy's name. Yeah, I never can never pronounce it. Yeah, so there's uh, there's some options there, but George, before we go to the men's game, let's make some picks. Who do you have going to the semis and final? All right, uh, let's see. I think. I have Halep coming coming in the semis in that first part of the draw, and I'm gonna say Haman in the the bottom draw of death. <laughs> I'm uh, gonna say uh, Muguruza. I think Muguruza is gonna make a run again on clay. Okay. She once once she gets a couple games, a couple wow. matches, a couple wins under her belt. Ooh. Sometimes that that confidence it, it gets her going. So and then she can I think. Yeah, so I'm going to say Halep versus uh, Muguruza. And then on the bottom side, 
this is so <laughs> difficult. <laughs> this is so yeah, know, difficult. Right? Just looking at all the names on this side of the drive, lost the pick already. Lost. <laughs> you would have uh, picked her, so right, I saved uh, you that. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna surprise, and I'm gonna say Zarina Diaz. Semi-finalist? Semi-finalist. <laughs> I love it. I think, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, she, she has Osaka next. Yeah. And Keys can lose to anybody. Osaka can lose to anybody. I better post this show and, immediately. <laughs> uh, no, well, wait, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Svitolina's in this, in this know, part I of the draw. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't see that, so I have well, to take that back. Okay. Svitolina. So, okay, it's going to be Svitolina, and on the bottom side of the draw, I think it's Gonna be, mm, I think it's gonna be Alize Cornet. Ooh, wow! Yeah, I could, I could see Cornet making a little run, and she loves playing uh, in front of the French crowd. I know that. Yeah, so, every, everybody hates her too. So, <laughs> well, that that'll just kind of give her yeah. some more motivation. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I, I, I mean, Kvitova would be would be fun if it was Kvitova Svitolina, but I'm gonna say Cornet. Okay, so those are your final four. I was wondering, you're final. throwing me off with Diaz versus, uh, instead of Svitolina. But, all right, and then winning it? <laughs> What's the final and who wins? So Svitolina will beat Cornet in the final. I'm sorry, in the semi. And Muguruza will beat Halep in the semi. Mm-hmm. And I see a Mugu-Svitolina final. And I see uh, Muguruza taking it again. Okay, Muguruza. Gets one slam a year. That's good. Maybe maybe that's, that's the case. That's the case, maybe. Her ratio, what too, is you? really bad. Uh, my quick point on Mugu, she just doesn't really do well in tournaments other than Grand Slams. It's kind of funny. But maybe she's yeah, the stand of, of the women's tour. Uh, I'm going to say my semi-finals are going to be Pliskova versus Garcia. And I will say on the other side, it is a lot. I'll give you that. It is a lot harder to say the other side of the semi. I'll say Svitolina versus Kazakina. Why not? That's okay. my other semi. Why not? And the final is going to be, you know, I really wanted to pick Garcia to win this thing. I'm going to say those Svitolina over Garcia. I'm not quite there with wow. winning the whole thing. I th- I thought about it, but you know, Sifidolina is locked in. I picked her before and failed. I think this might be her time. You know, I kind of wanted to get to a sleep because Garcia was who I was thinking, but I, you know, cooler heads prevail. Sifidolina just played so well against Halep in Rome, and I think that's the one that sold me. She's ready to lock in and win this thing. So hopefully, hopefully that happens. But who knows? It could be we'll if, if Diaz wins this Similar tournament, pick. I'm gonna laugh. <laughs> If Diaz ends up winning this if, thing, that's really <laughs> That'll be awesome. Or CSN, who knows. But let's talk about the men's side, George Pinozzi and Money Mitch effect. Rafael Nadal. Okay, no. <laughs> Seriously, we could do this maybe in I two mean, seconds with Nadal, right? I mean, he's that dominant. And you've been a fan following him his whole career. Is this his most dominant run, do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's almost as if we've literally reversed the clock. As, as we're... we're in 2007 again 2010 and all those years that Nadal's just he's unbeatable all of a sudden and now Clay he's doing this we've seen this before you know so it's it's uh it's interesting I don't know what how he's gone here again I don't know what he's done to get himself 
in this shape and in this in this uh, in this form again. So I, it'll be interesting to see who can compete with him. I, I mean, to me, it's only Zverev is the only guy that I can think of that is really, really a true threat to to Nadal. So I would I would give Team a puncher's chance, but Zverev. I would is the too, but to... he hasn't had a. a as great a clay court season as he has yeah. in the past few years, and, and I don't want to close the book on Djokovic, even though he's a is a head. Case I don't this. either, but yeah. I don't either. But mm-hmm. I think it takes time. Yeah, it takes time. But that's it. It's those guys. That's the only the, the only ones. Um, well, let me just say this: I don't know that this is the best version of Nadal. We have a lot to choose from. But doesn't it feel like maybe the competition is getting worse? Like he's playing well, but there's not the depth in the game, at least on clay. Because I feel like. I'm looking at it more like the threats just aren't there like maybe they've been in the past. Yeah, but I mean, uh, when he went through these kind of stretches earlier on in his career, you could have argued the same thing maybe, yeah. like on clay. Yeah. But uh, there, there's still a lot of good young players that are coming up that he still has to uh, deal with. You know, he has Shapovalov on his side of the draw, which could be really fun, I think. I, how did you think about that match against that lucky loser Bolelli? Which I thought was yeah, fascinating. I mean, he actually played like the match of his life. Well, <laughs> it's funny because I don't know that anybody can lay a groundwork for how to beat Nadal on clay because it's near impossible. But he did the smartest thing you could do, right? Just hit it as hard as you can. First strike tennis. Go for everything. You're going to make errors because you're not going to outgrind him. Your best chance is to just swing for the fences and hope to go for it. Yeah, and yeah. he played well. I mean, six four, six three, seven I mean, six. If we were talking about this before the start of the tournament, George, we would. I would have probably set the over under at five and a half total games. Probably. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So. No, you're right. I mean, the fact that Bolelli played that well and he still lost in straight sets <laughs> <laughs> is really sad to think yeah. about. I, I think this um, section but, that, you know, we, we'll go by sections again, and this section is looking ever so much like that nadal Shapovalov showdown in the fourth round. And, and I don't know. I mean, he's already gotten Shapovalov's played well. He's 25th in the world now, which last year at this time, George, he wasn't in the top 190. So what a, what a yeah. rise for him. And, and maybe the player you put the most faith in as a young guy, still I think still a teenager for a few more months. Uh, his time will come. It's not here yet. Nadal will probably dispatch him easy, but his time will come. I think we're in agreement there. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see him compete with uh, the likes of Zverev and Team and and uh, Chorich. You know, all these young guys that are been knocking on the door. And I don't even I don't even say I think the door has been completely open for some of them. <laughs> and uh, like Zverev said, the the future, these the uh, the future of tennis is is now. He he doesn't want to be looked upon as a next gen anymore because he thinks that he's already fulfilling uh, his uh, early his dominance. I think, and it's 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 so crazy that to me that he's like number three in the world. Yeah, got to see him do well at Grand Insane. Slams because he still hasn't made a. We haven't seen yet. that yet. <laughs> yeah, incredible. He's got three Masters titles now. And he's 21, but still not, uh, still not a Grand Slam success. Though we expect that to change now. You know who's not still in this tournament in Section One? Jack Sock, because he flamed out for the third straight time in the first round of a major. Five and eleven on the year, losing to Jurgen Zop, the Estonian number one, <laughs> but not ranked in the top 100. So, yeah, Jack Sock, a failure yeah. again, and going out with zero class as well. Just not a good look for him again at Roland Garros. 
Yeah, I mean, I know he got into it with uh, with the umpire about some questionable calls, but yeah, Jack Sox not having a good year. You know, he started out the year great last year, and he had a, he had a good year last year. You know, made the ATP Finals year end, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's it's uh, it's definitely a little disappointing for, uh, to not see a little more growth to see him carry on what he did last year to this year, but. It's uh you know it's American tennis it's not we don't have uh we don't have that yeah I mean we don't have that guy yet and Jack Sock is just not going to be that guy and uh he his attitude is just takes him a lot of people just don't like him you know even though I'm a fan of his game but he needs to work on his attitude and he's not getting any younger so I think he should start focusing on on just his demeanor and and uh perspective on a lot of things during the matches how about some grit because it was five all i mean bad calls happen we talk about this it was five all in the fourth set he's two points away from the match you know we get to questionable hall against him and he just implodes i mean i just yeah i we we, we've said all we said i you know where i stand with jack sock immensely talented but i just don't think he gets it yeah you said it he's not getting any younger and will he ever get it the clock's ticking and not you know it's not looking good right now for him but hey who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Section two of this tournament is, I think, a little fascinating. You have Diego Schwartzman, the 11 seed, Kevin Anderson, the 6 seed. You have some dirt ballers in there like Pablo Cuevas who can make things interesting. Tricky, tricky next round for Anderson. But then my guy, who I think could absolutely make the quarterfinals, George Bornikoric. Is it time for him to make a deep that, run? That is your guy. Um, he, he faces a pretty tough matchup with uh, Schwartzman. In the in the in the next round, if you know if he can get there, so that would be an interesting match because Schwartzman's a tough little bulldog. That's how I look at him. So he, uh, yeah, and and uh, maybe you know maybe we're boring this time. It would be nice. Be. I, Kevin it Anderson is just kind of boring. I think we agree on that. Just not fun to watch. Yeah. Schwartzman, Cuevas, these guys that could. That could play long, long matches, but yeah, Koric is is the young gun rising. Another member of that highly touted next gen beats Verev at the U.S. Open last year. Maybe he keeps it going in section three, though. George, it's the Chilich section. He won pretty convincingly over Duckworth today. Maybe his biggest threat in this draw would be the that third round in this section would be that third round matchup with Stevie Johnson. You have Fognini, his psychopathic uh, behavior, as well as Kyle Edmund. So I mean, there's some names in here. And I should point out, Edmund plays Fusevich, who became the first Hungarian to ma- mail to win a tennis tournament last week in over 30 years. Yeah, man, I'm all about the Hungarian now. So. Yeah, I got a point. He's a, he's a real <laughs> Hungarian delight. <laughs> yeah, so, th- yeah, this side of the draws, uh, it's, uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty good. You know, Fognini makes it fun. And uh, Chilich, you know, let's not forget sleep on Del Potro. Yeah, well, so, you know, that would be if we get I, to that next section. But I'm thinking, like, to get to a quarter, Chilich is the prohibitive favorite. Fognini, you, you just know the implosion's coming. You just don't know when. Yeah, uh, it happens every tournament. So. Kyle, Kyle Edmund might not be a bad bet to make a run here. He pushed Verev no. pretty hard in Rome. He made that run to the semifinals of the Australian Open, the new British number one. This is a little fascinating draw. Stevie Johnson's another one that I just I don't see the depth in terms of him being able to make a run. His backhand is kind of uh, a little bit of a liability. But 
in one match against Chilich, maybe. I, I don't know. Chilich also, you know, he just got married. You know, you know about all about that new married life. Maybe Chilich isn't, you know, ready to play. I don't know. Spell on cloud nine. <laughs> yeah, those Croatian <laughs> weddings, man. I, I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> section four is the Isner and Del Potro section. Del Potro beat Mahout probably his last match at the French Open. He took a wild card. Uh, Mahout took the first set 6-1. Delpo rolled after that. I don't think Delpo knew what time the match started. There's Ramos, Vinalinas, Isner in this section. Chardy and Burdich haven't finished their match, so some, some names there. Chardy's actually up two sets to love at the resumption of that one, okay. as well as Norwegian qualifier Casper Ruud. So some names in this draw. You think Delpo's good? He had a knee injury that made him retire in the Rome tournament. You think Delpo, Isner, somebody else? What do you think about this section, George? Um, it's it's pretty open. You know, I, I don't really see a, a favorite in this in this section, but it would be it's always fun to see Delpo make it deep because you know you know he's a fan favorite and definitely has the weapons when he's on his game to to beat anybody but yeah those that injuries uh it's it's crucial we'll see how it, it holds up on him isner has zero chance um <laughs> in my opinion Dude, so you know there's only two guys in nadal's 80 and two on Clay, or he's got 80, 80 and 2 at the French Open, and only two of his wins were pushed to five sets. It was Djokovic and John Isner. Wow. <laughs> so something to think about. No, but I agree. I, I don't think yeah. that he has much of a chance. Uh, Delpo's no. thing, like Ramos Vinolinas is the test for me, because he is your he is, classic yeah. Spanish clay court tennis player, and if Delpo beats yeah. him, that'll show me that he's ready to you know grind it out, and I wouldn't be worried yeah, about him getting definitely. to the quarterfinal. Uh, George Pinozzi yeah. and Money Mitch Effect. We look at the other half of the draw in Section 5. David Gofan needed five sets to beat Robin Hase in a very funny match where Hase was complaining about how dark was getting and won five games in the last three sets after winning the first two. He Gofan is in the section with Karina Busta, Del Bonis, and my favorite story, Monfils is in there, my favorite story of the French Open, George. Have you heard about the Argentinian lucky loser? Trungoletti, who was a late-minute, late last-minute replacement. Uh, I mean, I, I have heard of him before, but I, didn't, I don't know what the story is with him. He was in Barcelona. He lost in qualifiers. He was told when he was in Barcelona on a family trip, his grandma had flown out as part of it, and his brother from uh, Argentina, they're in Barcelona. He finds out he's an alternate, doesn't even know he's in the draw yet. He says, Grandma, we have to go back to Paris. They get in a van. His brother's f- speeding thousand kilometers from Barcelona they check in just in time he's in the tournament and he wins his first match and he looks like an overweight club tennis player with long hair <laughs> man that must be a lot of fun to be in the stadium when, he, when he's playing that 90 year old so, I mean, he plays uh, another Italian next round Cecinato I mean Argentinian I'm sorry but I know Cecinato is Italian but Argentinian Italian very yeah. similar to me so <laughs> It's a cool story. It is. Crazy. It's a cool story, yeah. Makes Go, the next matchup. Do you fun. think GoFan, another health question, right? This is where he got hurt a year ago, and it really started a downward spiral. He's a great player, but one that seems to get injured flukishly at times. The fall here, Dimitrov hitting him in the face with the ball. Um, do you think GoFan's ready to make a run back, get back to being a major quarterfinalist, or could somebody like Karina Boost and Monfils slip him up? 
Yeah, I mean, um, I, I can see Karina Busta doing it. I, I can't, uh, Monchi, I can't really see him doing it. And I think he's, tennis is not his priority in his life, in my opinion. That's <laughs> How crazy is that Monfils Cuisan match going to be tomorrow? Oh, man, it's going to be wild. <laughs> a lot of dramatics, maybe a fight. I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be wild. Section six, it's the Grigor Dimitrov section, or is it? Is it the Novak Djokovic section? Because he's the 20 seed. He's into the second round. Dimitrov plays Donaldson. Dimitrov hasn't looked well, probably since Indian Wells of uh, 2017. <laughs> and Batista <laughs> Goots in that section as well. I don't know, George. Is your boy Grigor, is baby fed going to get back to it? Or uh, is every touch not gold anymore? Every touch is not gold for Grigor Dimitrov anymore. So uh, I would love to see Djokovic uh, get 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 through here you know but um it's a, it's a pretty fun section i think and if djokovic ends up, ends up playing dimitrov then that'll be a lot of fun and I, I i could see uh i could see djokovic getting past it's between joker or dimitrov in this section so yeah rba just can't beat djokovic it doesn't matter no. what version of djokovic no. it is radasco's no still floating around the 30 seed still still yeah. going hard in the paint he could be Dimitrov. <laughs> he could, just on will and skill and repetition. The seven sec, the Section 7 with the 7 seat in it. Big second-round matchup. Probably the match of the day, I would think, in the men's game in the second round. Team versus Sissipas. The Greek kid we yeah. talked about earlier. That's a good second-round matchup. Query and Simone. Query and Simone are meeting. Query uh, is supposed to get married, but the wedding will get in the way if he makes a run to the semis. No worries, Sam. You're going to make the wedding just that. on time. No worries at all for yeah. him there. <laughs> Misha Corey's in this section. Misha Man, Corey's in this section. going to kill him if he keeps winning. <laughs> and, and, by the way. And he's playing doubles. He's he playing is. doubles. He is. That might be the one that screws him. Imagine that. But exactly. there is there is a second round a second rounder, a qualifier, a member of the Nelly All-Stars. Ernie Golbus is back in the French Open. So another run for him as well. So it, this might be the most fun section of them all. It might be, <laughs> and it's mostly because of Sam Quarry's wedding. That's the most exciting part. <laughs> Will he make it or not? Team on uh, clay has done pretty well recently, obviously beating Nadal, cool, yeah. and Sissipas probably isn't there yet. This should be a fun match. I'm also intrigued. Nishikori team in the fourth and, round and should be. Yeah, but Nishikori has Benoit Pair. He's tricky. Another Benoit Pair case. can beat Nishikori, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to, we have some tentatively cool fourth-round matchups in the last two sections we mentioned. Can we get there? Who will play spoiler? It usually seems like that's the case. But if Sissipas beats team, you know, he's moving up from the next gen, too. That would be a landmark. Oh, I'm here. I'm, I've, it, I'm arrived. It, it would yeah, be. I have arrived. Yeah, um, that, that would be huge, huge win for him. And he needs that. I think he needs to beat uh, some, some more uh, name players than in order for him, for us to kind of start looking at him in a consistent way as a, as the next gen. Because I do like his game a lot. I think he's exciting, but I don't think he's quite ready yet to be team. I don't think team should have too much of a hard time with him, in my opinion. But Yeah, I think he took him down I do though, like in Barcelona. Yeah, I think Barcelona oh, was, where he, uh, was where he beat him. And uh, Wow. And this year? Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that was yes, oh. that was the uh, that was the one time that he beat oh. him. 
in the clay court season okay. in his the final that he lost to Nadal. Beat him there, but yeah, maybe. And that was straight set, 6-3, 6-2 in that one. So, uh, again, it's a different piece, but we'll see what happens tomorrow. Last section. And maybe if he does win, he'll just grab a Greek flag and just start parading around. And, you know, who knows? Yeah, that's all we need from him anyways. <laughs> so the last section, the Zverev section. Anybody in this region you think can trip him up? Looks like smooth sailing to the fourth round. Catching off no. or Pui? Eh, probably no. not. But Luca Pui no. is someone that if he ever does get figure it all out, put it all together in a tournament run, can be a danger. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Zverev is... He's locked in, and yeah. he's ready to event. He's got to make the quarterfinal. This would be getting ridiculous if he doesn't do it again. If he does that, yeah. It's completely in his head if he does it. <laughs> I mean, I think it already is, but... Yeah, I. his game's too good. He doesn't have any major weaknesses. It would be... Maybe it's the best of five, and I don't even think it's conditioning. A lot of times you look at maybe, say, like a Jack Sock or somebody, Isner or whoever it is, they might get tired in best of five matchups. Zverev's in perfect mm-hmm. shape. I don't understand. I think it is the mental, the mental thing of being in a Grand Slam. So I, I really can't say George, but it is that time. Money Mitch effect. George Pinozian. I want to hear your semifinal picks. Who's getting to the final four? Roland Garros on the men's side. Final four is of course going to be Rafael Nadal. <laughs> Breaking. Um, <laughs> Breaking news. Yeah. Shocking. And on the bottom side, I'm going to say Nadal will play um, Del Potro in the semis. Mm. Okay. And in the in the other section, I'm going to say I can see I'm going to say Djokovic. All right. I think Djokovic is going to make the semis. And I think he's going to play Zverev. I think Zverev would, will, will, is going to beat Djokovic, and, and Nadal is going to beat uh, Del Potro, and it's going to be Nadal Zverev in the final. And uh, I'm going to say Zverev is going to win his first Grand Slam title. You're joking. <laughs> You're not, there's no way you. Are you saying that, or are you, it's just like a Diaz thing from earlier in the show? <laughs> You know what? I'm just gonna no. make this a little okay. exciting. Okay. <laughs> you know, Zverev, Zverev almost had Nadal. If you get this um, pick right and you don't bet on it, I'm gonna laugh so hard. If they play each other in the final, I'll bet on it. Okay. All right. Because Zverev just... almost had Nadal in in one of their latest in Rome. Uh, yeah, masters. No, in Rome. Yeah. Almost had him. He was up a set and a break, and so I think he's he's. He's almost there. He's almost there. Okay, I'm going to say, and you also you think Zverev team is the presumed quarterfinal match because that's the loaded quarter. Yeah. Do you think that's a close yeah. match or one way traffic? I hope it's like a classic five seven match. Okay, I'm gonna say. <laughs> no, I think I think it'll be close. Yeah, yeah. who's your pick? Nadal in the semis against. I gotta say Delpo too. It's just a weak section of the yeah. draw as well. It's I'll a weak, say, yeah. I'll say Delpo in that semi, and on the other side, I will say. I you know what? Yeah, I'll say I will say Gofan gets back to the semifinal. Nice. I'll mix it up a little bit like there. That. Dimitrov don't have the faith in him yet. Djokovic, 
Djokovic, I mean, yeah, he's looked better, but he's also lost to Cuisan. He's lost to Edmund. He's, you know, he's got some bad losses there. So we'll see what happens there. And then the final semi, I'll also say Zverev in eight. And I think that'll be a five-set long match, Zverev and team. Uh, I, nice. do think, I do think Zverev has the fitness level on him, and I think best of five and, and having beaten him a bunch of times in a row will have the mental edge there. Zverev Nadal in the final, Nadal winning. But I'll say four. I'll, I'll say I'll, here's what I'll say to you, George. Nadal will right. lose a set to Zverev, and 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 I'll say one along the way, probably like Del Potro in the semi. So I think the over under is about two and a half sets. Does Nadal lose? Wow, <laughs> he didn't lose any last year, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. But who knows? I mean, I'm. If Borna Koric wins, though, that would make my day. And if, you know, some of these other guys can break through. Um, if if Shapovalov beats Nadal in the third yeah. round, that becomes one of the greatest yeah. wins in French Open history. So, Oh, man. I, will, I, will, I want that to happen, seriously. I know. I, I do. It's, it's always a little fun to see some drama, or at least make Nadal have to rally back. That's, what I, that's my goal this year. If Nadal's going to win 11, like, yeah, it'd be nice to have some new champions, but I'd really like to see him have to struggle to get there, you know. A five set match or something. So, George Spinozzi, this was fun. Hey, before I let you go, did you uh, did you want to share some basketball thoughts? The worst shooting performance in NBA playoff history by the Houston Rockets. Oh my God! Seriously, they just handed that to them in a silver platter. Couldn't even make a shot. How bad was when, their offense? They were missed, just jacking up twenty five, missed twenty five straight three pointers in in an elimination game. Yeah, that stat alone pathetic. should really tell you if if man if this was like the ni- 1995 and and somebody said oh my god the Houston Rockets shot 25 threes and missed them 25 threes in a row that's absurd yeah that and the Celtics the performance game's some of the worst shooting I mean it was it was it was just the thing about the Celtics though is, is that was to be honest that was expected in my opinion, yeah. they were expected. It was it, once the game was was really close throughout the the whole game, in in that game seven, it was coming. I was like, okay, well, the Celtics are for sure. Once it gets to the last few minutes, they're gonna start getting nervous, and they're just not gonna make a shot. And then same thing, last five minutes of the game, all of a sudden they went ice cold. Yeah, I mean the right. the players, some of their stars had. Bad shooting games. Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier, Marcus Morris. Those three guys who have really. (laughs) Rozier was awful. Marcus Smart went one for 10. And uh, Rozier was like two for 14 or something. So Mm. definitely, yeah. uh, yeah. I mean, I never thought the Warriors were going to lose that game. And I think that speaks about them. Like, you know, the run's coming. They're great in the third quarter. And that play, I mean, when Steph and Clay get going, like Clay in game six, Steph in game seven, there's not really much you can do. That play no. that they've been running, where Steph gets under the basket and does like a like a basically a dribble handoff, but a pass. You know, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, because he hands it to Bell, yeah. and then Bell passes without even looking, and before you know it, Curry's lost his man. He's in the corner for a three. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Just, Durant was hitting some They're shots, cheating. but yeah, They're it's cheating. Just, it's I, yeah. I'm not looking forward to this final matchup. I've, we've seen it so many times. Um, I know. I know. We know what's going to happen. Most likely, a Warriors win again. Um, yeah, I Jeff mean, I'm Green totally going for LeBron person, now. Unless Jeff Green is a different person, I'm surprised that you say you're going for LeBron yeah. though, because wouldn't a loss make him more likely to be a Laker? 
Yeah, but I don't, the thing is that I actually don't want LeBron to come to the Lakers. That, that's the thing. Yeah. Get, get PG, get some other players. I just Yeah, PG would be cool. Yeah. LeBron is it, it's just it'll be too intense. Like it just everything's going to revolve around him. The entire everything is just going to change and I I rather keep it uh building and getting a couple of solid pieces like PG, you know. Mhm. Yeah. Not be a bad but guy. then again, you know, whatever the Lakers decide on doing, I'll I'm gonna have to live with it and accept it. You are riding with magic till the day you die. You I know, get <laughs> I get it. George Spinoza, this exactly. is a blast. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. We'll see how good or bad these French Open picks are. Uh, but again, <laughs> best of luck with everything. Serena Smorg- Diaz, Smorg- Smorg- LA. Looking forward to uh, shout out. Shout out to the Sweet and Hollow longest lines consistently. Oh man! Oh yeah! <laughs> Get, getting tasty. This past weekend, Memorial Day weekend, especially. Unreal, unreal. <laughs> All right, man. Sounds good. I All will right, talk to you later. Thanks for coming on the show. All right. See you, money. that's it for today's show. Huge thanks again to George Pinozian for coming on and talking tennis. Glad he changed his picks because Diaz actually lost this morning. But uh, it took half three sets to get by as well. A lot of drama on the red clay at Roland Garros. Who will win? Will Nadal get 11? What will Serena's comeback look like? Will there be a new major champion, especially on the women's side? All that and more will be decided at the French Open. Can't wait for that. If you like the show, share it. Leave a review or a rating. On SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Just search Money Mitch Effect. It comes right up. Check the Money Mitch Effect Facebook page. A lot of good content there as well. And I'm on Twitter, Money Mitch M21, without five burner accounts. <laughs> Gotta mention that story. Totally ridiculous, Mr. Colangelo, but hey, what can you do? This was the Money Mitch Effect. I am Mitch Michaels. Hoping to have another show later in the week to talk more Stanley Cup and some other sports developments. If not, I will talk to you guys next week. This was the Money Mitch Effect. Until next time, keep enjoying sports, everyone.